Ten to One, episode 102. Movies 2018. Welcome to 10 to 1. The podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. And we've made it through another year, and we're coming back to one of our favorite episodes that we look forward to. And I don't know about you, Brian, but I felt this was a fantastic year as far as movies go. It was a really good one. So I took note, I watched 55 movies this year. Hmm. 10 of those were rewatches. But over half of those, 24 of them, were four stars and higher for me, hmm. which wow. is a phenomenal year for me. I, I've i never had that many good movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I wow. am really pumped about this list. In fact, all of my list is four stars and higher. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Which uh, has never happened. Very similar for me. 52. Podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. 52 uh, movies that I saw, so one a week. And I think all of mine, uh, I have I have one on my list that is not five stars. So pretty strong year mm-hmm. for movies indeed. So yeah, we're not talking uh, movies that came out in 2018. We can, we can talk about what our, our favorite is that came out. Last year, but mostly it's going to be the ones that were first-time views for us. Right. And there will be full spoilers. Um, oh, really? Well, okay. I want to I talk about some of the spoilers. Huh. Usually we just we do, do we? no spoilers. I thought we so usually... We sell, so we can sell people on these movies. Oh, okay. Then I guess there won't be spoilers. Well, how about if it's... If there's a spoiler that we're I mean, really dying a, to talk about. If it's a 50-year-old movie. I think it's fine to spoil it. Okay, okay. If it's a movie that came out, what do we want to say? A couple years ago. The last ago, 10 years? Yeah. Last five years? What, what, what do we want to... Well, there's only one that I have a spoiler for, and oh, okay. it came out this year, so... Gotcha. Uh, we can always put not... it after the stinger. Okay. Or we'll, uh, or we'll warn people. Okay. So, for the most part, no spoilers. You can listen to this and uh, get excited, hopefully, about okay. some of the good movies we saw. All right, well, why don't you start us off, Brian? All right, well, uh, we have been watching some older movies for an upcoming podcast, and... Which uh, there are a lot of really good older movies. There are. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the ones that people are still watching that came out so long ago. There's a reason. Right, it's a higher chance that you're going to like it just because, yeah, people aren't watching the garbage movies from the 30s anymore. (laughs) Right. So, uh, my number 10 is one of those old movies, and it is... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, How much crossover do you think we're going to have? Oh, good question. Because I think we'll have a fair bit. Oh, and you know what? I'm looking at an old version of my list. Let me... uh, So, my my first movie is not an old one. Um, The number of crossovers, I think... I'm predicting five. Let me, uh, let me see. Let me see. Okay. Okay. I was looking at the right list. I I have my list in a couple different places. I have a list on Letterboxd and uh, and a show notes, and I hadn't updated my Letterboxd. That's my man. All about simplifying. 
Yep. Yep. So how many will we have based on this? I'm going to say one, two, three. There's three, I think, are pretty sure. You think there's going to be five? I think so five. I'll be conservative and say three, and maybe we'll end up with four in the middle of our guesses. I feel pretty good about my I, my assertion. Oh, I, mm, I don't. There's some I know will definitely not be on your list. Right, right. So I'm going to say three. Okay. So let's go ahead. and Go ahead. Let's, let's do it. Um, my number 10, old movie. It's called The Third Man. Oh, yeah, that that it's one's definitely like not a, making my list. Right, sort of a proto-spy thriller uh, kind of movie. It's um, from, let me, let me get the year real quick. It's from 1949, so black and white. Uh, it's, so it's, you know, it's a, it's a slower movie. There's a lot of discussion, and um, it's kind of a noir, and there's uh, some good acting. There's, there's... Uh, I think an interesting setting being set in Vienna after uh, World War II, I guess. I guess it was uh, like a current day uh, kind of a movie. And it's got a really memorable Orson Welles part. And yeah, I liked it. Uh, I think I gave it four and a half stars. So it's not a perfect movie. I gave it three stars, perhaps three and a half. But uh, it is really good. It's an okay movie. And, Nothing really special. Uh, you should uh, you should check it out. I mean, if you're if you don't really have much else to do that night, sure. <laughs> uh, I I I was not sold on this film. I'm not a huge Orson Welles fan, like everybody else. Like, I mean, he's fine, but I'm he just doesn't sell me and. I can't think of any of those moments where you were saying, oh, it was such great acting. It didn't seem like, you know, I mean, it wasn't bad acting either, but it was the whole the whole film is just middle of the road. It doesn't feel terribly exciting, terribly amazing. It's just it, it's fine. It's it's a three star movie. It's middle of the road. No, no, it is. It's better than you're giving it credit for, and uh, the fact that it came out in what, what did I say, forty nine, um, means yeah, it's not going to have like uh, a whole bunch of uh, double twists like in a movie today, or um, you know, really exciting shoot 'em up scenes, things like that. But uh, it's still a movie worth watching. It's still good. So that's my number ten, The Third Man. All right, so... A classic. My number 10 is a movie I know isn't going to be anywhere near your list. Oh, no. And it's probably, in in some people's minds, it's going to make them lose faith in me for the rest of this episode and feel like you can't trust my opinion on anything. Okay. That is, if your reaction to this movie was what Brian was. was. But if you loved it the way I do then I think you're going to be right in tune with me. So Um, my number 10 is a movie that just came out last year. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. I'm just glad it's this low. Is this a four-star movie as far as quality? 
No. no. Is it a four-star movie as far as enjoyment? No. Absolutely. I had so much fun watching this movie. It uh, had so many tropes in it, but it played them so well. No. Uh, I mean, you've got uh, these adults acting as if they're kids in adult bodies. And I thought the acting in this was phenomenal. Uh, and then I think they utilized, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, his, uh, his gorgeous good looks, his smolder. I think they took advantage of that, of that so perfectly. It was so funny. There's, uh, there's, um, well, I don't want to spoil any of it, but this was such I mean, a funny movie. If this is the one you're talking about. Feel free to spoil this one. <laughs> I mean, there's there's not really much to spoil. The plot is very straightforward and very obvious. I loved this movie. In fact, I just happened to see uh, like a few short clips of it recently, just a few days ago. Hmm. Yeah, it was like showing on on Facebook for whatever reason, and again, it just made me grin really hugely all over again, hmm. and. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely would be up for rewatching this. This was so much fun. My number mm. 10. Yeah. Jumanji, welcome for some to reason, I originally gave it two and a half stars. I'm going to go ahead and drop that down to two stars. I knew, I knew it. <laughs> I'm not sure what. <laughs> Just I... out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling generous, apparently, that night. Oh, you had fun. You had fun that night. I like there's this really great scene where the, like they're all trying to use their strengths in the in the game you know okay. and there's this uh really uh beautiful gorgeous girl uh she's on she's the girl on doctor who uh karen gill gillen yeah gillen. karen gillen and so at one point she has to go distract this guard uh at this compound and so she's being coached by the other girl uh, you know, on how to, you know, sort of swing her hips and throw, toss her hair around and stuff, sort of bite her lower lip so as she looks, uh, the most attractive. Uh, and, uh, when she actually goes out and does it, it just looks so utterly ridiculous. Uh, so, I mean, it just had a lot of things like that that it, they just, uh, took it and ran with it and had a blast doing so. Four star movie as far mm. as pure enjoyment. Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. I'm ready to move on. My... Hey, it's all 4.5 stars after this. Well, it's I'm... only uphill from here. Yes. Yes, I believe <laughs> you're right. Although we did set the bar high just with this one. Hmm. All right. Well, my next movie, my number nine, it's a movie from 1995. And uh, also, uh, it's not necessarily similar to The Third Man, but it is kind of feels noirish kind of uh a a look at crime and and uh, the seedy underbelly oh, of a city i know which one it's heat yeah uh with al pacino and robert de niro and val kilmer and uh yeah i mean uh it's a five-star movie there's uh it's pretty much pretty much what i'm looking for in a movie that airs uh an interesting plot Sort of this cat and mouse game between uh, this uh, thief and policeman, and you're kind of seeing their personal lives and uh, the lives of uh, the people around them, the, the people on the crew, and the other 
uh, people, uh, the family of the um, some of the, the, the policeman yeah. and some of the other uh, police officers. Right, right, other thieves, and so uh, yeah, it's it's not super stylized, but it has a good style, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't know that I have a, a whole lot more to say say about it. It's pretty. It's a pretty long movie. It's, uh, I don't know, it feels kind of epic, even though it's yeah, yeah. small scale and, and not, not, I don't know if downplayed is the right word, but I don't know. It feels, it feels like something, um, it feel, I guess it feels like something epic, even though it's, it's a, at a small scale. So I don't know a better way to say it than that. Yeah. I, I know what you're trying to say and I'm not sure how I would say it either. Yeah. But you're right. Um, this didn't make my list, but I did give it four and a half stars. It is yeah. a very good movie. Uh, it's got very human characters, a very mm-hmm. interesting plot. And I think one of my most favorite parts of the movie is there's this scene where the cop sits down at a diner yeah. with the, the master thief <laughs> and they talk. Yep. And there, it's such a great conversation. Yeah. You haven't seen a lot of Al Pacino or Robert De Niro movies, but... They are uh, really good, especially, yeah. like you said, when they're together in a scene. Yeah. So. Uh, it didn't make my list, but yeah. it's I It's no Jumanji, I, I Welcome this. to the Jungle, but... <laughs> well, you know. That's my number nine. Hey. Heat. Hey, I told you uh, a few weeks ago that this list wouldn't necessarily be the greatest movies of the year. Mine as because well. Because there Mine is well. a five-star movie that did not make this list simply because... I didn't feel happy after watching it, but it is greater than uh, a lot of the ones that did make my list. Interesting. But all the same, I, I, you know, I'll mention them as honorable mentions. Nice. So anyway, yeah, good choice. Heat. All right. My number nine is a movie starring Michael Caine (laughs) and uh, I'm blanking on the other guy's name. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Yep. It's called Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yep. What a great movie. Uh, I would not have picked Michael Caine as doing very good in a humorous role, but he nailed oh, really? it. Yeah. He, oh, wow. Well, I've only seen him in more serious roles before. You huh. know, Alfred the Butler and, uh-huh. and, and some other stuff that I've seen him in. Hmm. Um, so in this, they are uh, they're each con men. Uh, Michael Caine plays the rich, I'm uh, an exiled prince from, you know, this land, you know, and I'm trying to get back to my native homeland so I can set my people free from oppression. And so he cons the rich old ladies out of their money. Whereas Steve Martin, he's just like, oh, I need to get home to my sick grandma. Can you loan me a hundred bucks or something like that? And so he, he cons the nice everyday people. Well, they happen to cross uh, paths uh, infringe on each other's turf, as it were, and they make a bet. Uh, and they decide that they're both going to set their sights on one woman and see who can con a certain amount of money. Like it's, it's like sixty thousand dollars out of her, something like that. Sure, a lot um, of money. Con that amount out of her first, and <laughs> so just watching them go back and forth at it is great. Uh, I laughed a lot during this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. I gave it four stars. It was a lot of fun. Yep, it's uh. I do uh, like so, Steve Martin a lot. Yeah, so this one's four point five, and the mm-hmm. ones above it are gonna be that as well. Nice. No more four star movies. 
My number nine, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. <laughs> yeah, I knew that one would make your list. I thought it might be a little bit higher, actually, like uh, Jumanji. So I'm, I'm interested <laughs> to see what's in your, well, your top five or so. I, I think you'll be proud of me. I'm growing. So, you can like um, whatever you I'm want. I'm growing honey. as a person. So even though I really enjoyed Jumanji, um, I could not, in good conscience, put it above these others hmm. that made the list. Interesting. Yeah. The the four point five and five star movies. I was mm-hmm. like, no, these are genuinely mm-hmm. better movies, and I can't, I can't put Jumanji higher. Right. So, don't give up on me. <laughs> I'll soon become a film critic and cynic like you. I'm, I suppose I'm definitely not either of those. Well, maybe a cynic. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> not a critic. I just there's uh, very few movies that you can <laughs> truly enjoy. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on to my number eight, and I feel like I have also matured in my tastes and oh no (gasps) (laughs) and also don't uh, even this this is the moment that makes everybody disregard this is not a movie for me either but maybe on rewatch it moves up to that and i will say wow even though i rank this lower than heat or i I rate it lower than heat i rank it higher and uh this movie just really does it for me what we do in the shadows Starring, directed and starring, directed by and starring, Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi. <laughs> okay, yes, this is your Jumanji. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay, so if you've seen um, Flight of the Concords, you've seen the TV show or just seen uh, some of their songs uh, um, or clips from their show, this is basically uh, Flight of the Concords doing a a vampire movie and so it's that very absurd humor um a lot of um, i don't know how much of it was improvised i don't know how much of it was improv but it it kind of feels like that kind of movie where they're just riffing off off each other and and coming up with with more uh goofy things (laughs) um (laughs) obviously because it's about vampires there's some some gore right uh like the the one scene that i always think about when i'm telling people about the movie is the one vampire uh invites a woman to the house and she thinks it's for a date but he actually wants to drink her blood so he's like putting newspapers down on the couch and and then trying to keep his clothes clean and stuff right and then he bites her neck and and just starts like gushing everywhere and getting everyone he's trying to staunch the flow and it's it's getting everywhere and then it it cuts from from him frantically trying to stop it and then it cuts to the entire room covered in blood and he's just like sitting on the couch stunned like what what just happened oops (laughs) and so it's that kind of dark humor um but there's some really funny uh some really funny witty kind of stuff and and some um I don't know. So it it is a little bit gory like that, but I wouldn't say it's ever really scary. Uh, there's maybe like a couple jump scares, I guess, but it's almost completely a farce. It's almost completely taken for laughs. And I don't know. I really like Flight of the Concords, and so this this really works for me. <laughs> so now, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a mockumentary. I guess I didn't mention. So it's supposed to be kind of a documentary of of these vampires in New Zealand. 
And so you've got that kind of uh, independent, oh, low-budget style. I don't know. It just really works for me. <laughs> this is a two and a half star movie. Oh, four and a half for now, me. It is a very it's fun to quote. In fact, we still quote some of the the things that they say yes, in that exactly. movie. Uh there's there's one point where I guess I don't want to ruin it, but we quote some of the stuff from it. <laughs> it but it's it's fun to quote but not to watch. Is is the problem. We're werewolves, with it. not swearwolves. <laughs> Just wash the bloody cups. <laughs> yeah, we laugh about the quotes, but it was such it was such a grown, grown-worthy movie. I suppose. Two and a half stars. Well, I'm sure this one will become a cult this classic. This is your there'll Jumanji. Be a, there'll be a few people that it'll be really popular with. And, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe it'll be uh, Monty Python and the Holy You know, and that's actually, and that is actually the other thing that I was going to correlate it to was Monty yeah. Python. Yeah. Fun to quote, not necessarily fun to watch. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I can see that. I can see that, and it's, you know, not a, not a really. It, there's more plot than Monty Python, but yeah, that's true. It is more, uh, just About a string of, of say, kind yeah. of funny situations. Yeah. So, all right. Well, <laughs> that's my. Oh, duck. Number seven. We're not. It's not top ten best movies we saw. It's our top ten favorites. Ah. Uh. My number seven. All right, my number eight. Sorry. What greater we do than heat in the shadows? I didn't say greater. I'd like it better. Oh, whatever. You were giving me guff over some of the things that I I've done I with my list. Pum pum pum. All right, my number eight is a truly great movie, and I'll be surprised if it doesn't make your list. Okay. Gattaca. That's mm. spelled G A T T A C A. Okay. This is a four and a half star movie. It's so good. It's uh, the plot is about what if uh, science and medicine technology advances so far, uh, and we're starting to get to that point. I think, in some respects, to where uh, people can, uh, in a baby's genes, they can remove the tendency toward alcoholism, toward uh, sickness or disease. Um, towards any kind of imperfection, etc. Um, what does that mean for society? How does that affect it? And uh, it's it's a really really interesting movie. Uh, really makes you think. And in fact, I was I saw a study like uh, sometime last year. Um, like a friend of mine on Facebook shared mm. how like there was this uh, Asian doctor who had figured out how to alter baby's genes somehow, I think, to where, like, it could change their eye color or something like that. Or it, I forget exactly what it was, but, like, there was a lot of, of debate about the ethics regarding it. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting that we're already kind of getting to that point to where we can, we can if we wanted to, we could mm -hmm. tinker around with things that maybe we shouldn't. So this was a really, really good movie, and uh, it was made a while ago, I think. Uh, it's not a recent movie, uh, right. I don't think. Uh, no, it is ninety-seven. Yeah, yeah. So they knew what they, what they were predicting years. way back in the day. So I would definitely recommend checking this out. Really great movie. Yeah, it is a really good movie. Four and a half starts for me as well. Okay, my number eight, Gattaca. All right, good pick. My 
number seven is another old movie. One of the oldest that we've seen, in fact. And it was the first Charlie Chaplin movie that I'd seen. Modern Times. That was a good one. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's Charlie Chaplin in his uh, his uh, tramp persona. So he's got the little mustache and he's running around in a silent movie uh, doing a lot of physical comedy. And uh, so uh, the best parts for me were when he's in his factory that he's working in and um you know just getting into kind of goofy situations and then at one Having point a nervous breakdown. kind of yeah, yeah he has a nervous breakdown and just really goes crazy uh <laughs> that was a really fun part and then um even the part where he uh is working in the restaurant and starts singing a nonsense song mm-hmm. uh is really funny i guess that was the first time that he'd spoken in a movie yeah and um, I guess I said it was a silent movie. It is mostly silent, um, but there are some uh, where they uh, dubbed voices in. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, really, really funny. Uh, he's um, definitely, I think, one of the best uh, physical, physically funny people that I've mm-hmm. seen. Uh, you know, has the unique walk and, mm-hmm. and just a funny way of moving. And so... Uh, this one's definitely worth checking out. It's from 1936. I think we've seen a, a Marx Brothers movie that was older, maybe one or two movies that were older. But uh, this is just about uh, as old as we've seen. That I, I was uh, I was surprised a little bit and uh, uh, happy that yeah that it's really held up yeah so well. Uh, close getting close to 100 years later. Yeah, I so. will say Charlie Chaplin is an excellent actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just his whole body, his his facial expressions, they communicate so well. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, uh, definitely go check this one out. This one should be pretty easy to find, I would think. Being this old, you can go find it at your library or something. So that's my number seven, Modern Times. All right, well, my number seven is uh, another silent film mm-hmm. and starring another one of the great funny actors. Mm-hmm. It's The Cameraman starring Buster Keaton. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. did. I We watched a, a Chaplin and a Keaton movie, and I liked mm-hmm. Keaton a little bit better. I thought oh, it was funnier. Uh, 4.5 stars. And uh, in this, he's a guy who... He's got one of those old cameras that, you know, stands up on a, uh, it's a box on a tripod, tripod. basically, mm-hmm. and you got to turn the lever while you're uh, uh, filming so that it'll actual, actually film. Mm-hmm. And so he's uh, he's trying to get in with this this uh, filming industry, this business, and, and trying to capture some hot news and stuff, and <laughs> all about his problems that he goes through and issues and Buster Keaton is just so funny. All the different mm-hmm. scenarios and scrapes that he gets into. Uh, there's one point where they go to a pool, uh, he and his, his lady friend. And uh, he gets into uh, this changing room. And it's really busy at that time of day. And there's this other guy who shoves his way into the same changing room. <laughs> and they're both trying to sh- change into their... Uh, there's swimming clothes mm. in there and, and it's just crowded and crazy and really funny. 
yeah, um, that is yeah. That is one of the, the pool best scene scenes. Yeah, the pool scene is pretty great too. So uh, just this whole movie was super funny and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, this one is actually the oldest movie that we've seen. 1928. Ooh. Even older than so. Duck Soup? Yep. Wow. Yep. A little older. So, uh, yep. Four and a half stars for me as well. Yeah. I do really like this one. I liked uh, Charlie Chaplin a little right, bit better right. than Buster Keaton. But yeah, they're they're uh, highly regarded right. as, as some and of the- And for good reason. Yeah, exactly. For good reason. All right. That's my number seven, The Cameraman. All right. My number six- is a movie from 1939. It's still adjusted for inflation, the highest grossing movie of all time. Probably will never be passed when you adjust for inflation. It is Gone with the Wind. Uh, five stars for me. A very good uh, sort of sweeping epic tale of of the South through... Uh, from before the Civil War through the Civil War. And uh, yeah, I really like the uh, all the historical portions of it mm-hmm. and, and seeing the South, uh, all the different things they went through. And then, of course, uh, Scarlett O'Hara and Rhett Butler are good characters and, and uh, Ashley and the others, uh, good acting. Um, yeah, really impressive from a time before that they uh, before uh, computer generated mm-hmm. uh, where you know it was a lot of people it was these really big sets and uh yeah it's a good movie uh some very sad parts some mostly sad parts <laughs> there's some <laughs> some uh happy parts some happy moments but uh it's mostly bittersweet and then and you know me I'm, oh you i'm fine with bittersweet so yeah it's a really good movie all right Well, that's my number six, Gone with the Wind. All right. My number six is one that I'd heard about before and uh, seen other people like uh, in, I don't know, countdowns of great children's movies or whatever. Hmm. Uh, They'd said, oh, yeah, this is a good movie. And it never Hmm. really seemed interesting. But I'm hailing this as one of the greatest family movies ever made. It's The Iron Giant. Yay. Four and a half stars. This is a phenomenal uh, movie. It's about this huge giant who, you know, comes crashing down to Earth. Mm -hmm. And he happens to, the first human that he meets is a little boy, like 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, so he befriends him. And uh, the boy helps him to learn morals. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's it's just kind of neat seeing... A, this huge, all-powerful robot uh, start to view the world the way this little boy does, and he's uh, he's a pretty good, good good little kid too. And like at one point, um, they're uh, they're with a deer in a forest, and and the deer actually lets the robot pet its head and stuff, <laughs> and then it goes running off because it gets startled, and then a little bit later, as they're chasing it, they find it dead. Um, and, uh, the robot gets really angry and the boy's like, no, 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 it's, it's not the people who are bad. It's, it's the guns. Uh, and so, uh, <laughs> it's just interesting, um, the little boy's perspective and, mm-hmm. and how that affects the rest of the plot and so forth. Right. Uh, great movie. Uh, emotional too. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely, yeah. uh, made me choke up 
at yep. a couple points. Yep. Uh, but it's fun. It's at first I wasn't really sold on the art style, but it grew mm. on me too. It's it's a little more downplayed, but it's it's fine. It works. Nice. So if you've not seen this, I definitely recommend checking it out. Nice. Yep. Yep. Uh, four four and a half stars for me as well. It was a really good one. My number six, The Iron Giant. All right. My number five is Sunset Boulevard from 1950. Another movie by Billy Wilder. And uh, wow. Uh, so this is the guy that made The Apartment that I really liked a year or two ago. Some Like It Hot that we both liked. He made Stalag 17, which is one of my favorites. And... Uh, I think those are all the movies of his that I've seen. And they've all been uh, pretty big hits. So uh, this is definitely I'll definitely have to check out some more of his. But anyway, uh, so Sunset Boulevard is there's this uh, silent film star uh, from days gone by, and she's uh, kind of uh, secluded herself she's away past in her, her prime. right in her giant mansion, and she wants to make a comeback and so uh she draws this uh, this uh screenwriter gets pulled into her her life and uh it's this whole um this whole really interesting and sordid tale of um of pride and of uh, just refusing to let go of the old days perhaps right Right, and um, like it's on. I, I guess I don't want to right, right. tell the entire plot, but uh, you're never quite sure of her mental state um, if she's she's completely all there, and uh, the uh, the guy that's that's William Holden that's uh, like living in her house and. And trying to make this comeback movie that she wants, and um, he's he has a romance with uh, one of the people he's working with, ladies he's working with, but then uh, it gets complicated, and I don't know. It's all it's all really interesting, and uh, the the character that uh, Gloria Swanson plays the. um, this uh over the hill over past her prime actress is just uh one of the best characters i think in in movies that i've seen and uh even more interesting that uh she was like the actress herself was a former silent movie actress that hadn't really done any work since silent movies ended Mm -hmm. so it almost like she's playing herself Mm -hmm. just a little bit more or a lot more exaggerated i'm sure and, and neurotic uh but uh, still a really interesting look at, you know, uh, and really uh, sad. Uh, it's interesting how she's kind of a terrible person, but you still end up feeling... You feel a little bad for her, Bad too. for her. Yeah. With uh, just how high she rose and then... Um, and fell, yeah. How nobody cared anymore. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's a, this is a really good movie. You should go check out. Yeah, spoiler, this is the five-star movie that did not make my list okay. um, because <laughs> of how it made me feel. That's but fine. it is an excellent movie. Um, it is worth your time to check out, and uh, you may hear more about it from me on a future podcast. All right. 
Good to know. So that's my number five, Sunset Boulevard. All right, my number five is another movie that came out last year. Had some really okay. good movies that came out last year. Okay. Blade Runner 2049. Ah, uh, nice. Yes, four and a half stars. Uh, we watched the first Blade Runner, and I didn't care for it. I would have given that mm. two, maybe two and a half stars. Mm -hmm. But this this was a phenomenal film. I liked it so much better. But you do have to have seen the original to fully appreciate this one. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. And so it's in a futuristic setting, and there are these androids. They're called replicants. They they look fully human. They almost, you know, it's it's hard to tell if, you know, that somebody's not human unless they do, like, the special test or whatever. Um, but a bunch of them were being hunted down in the original Blade Runner because they were going a little AWOL. And so there's still kind of that history going on with this, with the new one. Um, and I don't want to give away any of the plot because <laughs> spoilers. But this is a really good movie, and it's worth it to sit through. Uh, like a lot of people, there's there's a cult following of Blade Runner, the original. Mm -hmm. I didn't care for it, but I think it's worth it to sit through the original just so that you can watch and enjoy and appreciate Blade Runner 2049. Hmm. I liked it that much. Wow. Cool. All right. Well, that's my number five. All right, moving on to my number four, a uh, lot more recent movie, 2014 for this one. It's the first Wes Anderson movie that we've seen. It's the Grand Budapest Hotel. This was an honorable mention. Nice. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of things that really work for me with this movie. I really like the uh, style that Wes Anderson has. Uh, so uh, if you haven't seen one, it's a lot of humor through... Uh, the the way it's filmed right so like just the way he moves the camera around mm -hmm. and the way people uh, enter and exit the frame and um even similar i think i've seen it compared to uh buster keaton where uh his movies were a lot about uh played on the perspective a lot and there were a lot of jokes related to that and uh wes anderson kind of does that um, and then just like uh, bright, saturated colors and lots of different characters and uh, really quirky and, and interesting uh, dialogue. And so, uh, so I really like the style of it. But then uh, the story is really fun. So it's uh, historical. It's about the Grand Budapest Hotel. It's about a, a concierge, concierge there and uh, a young employee of his and uh, the... Um, kind of adventure, some of the adventures that they go through, and uh, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's exciting. a little bit there's of a ridiculous adventure. plot. Yeah, there's ridiculous parts. There's funny parts. There's sad parts. Uh, a lot of really uh, well-known actors. So mm. um, Ralph Fiennes is uh, one of the main characters, but uh, you'll see. A ton of other people that you recognize. So Bill Murray's in it for a few minutes, and Jeff Goldblum is in it for a few minutes, and uh, it's uh, fun from that perspective. And yeah, I don't know. It's uh, uh, interesting how he tells it with uh, framing stories. So mm, story within story. Yeah, there's a story within a story within a story in this case, and 
uh, yeah, I guess we didn't at the very beginning say uh, that you need to go do your uh, research for if a movie is um, up to your standards or not. Right. Right. Yeah, I will say that was one of the reasons that this one mm-hmm. didn't make my list because it did have some dirty moments. That's true. So, but it is a pretty funny movie. <laughs> yep. So, I I definitely want to watch some more uh, Wes Anderson movies now, mm-hmm. and uh, even gave us more appreciation for the Studio C videos where they're right you know, parodying right, his style. Right. Right. So. I uh, I do still think though that this is your mad mad world. Okay, so there's okay. a movie called It's a Mad 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 World, and mm-hmm. it's again uh, kind of a little bit of a uh, fun action paced, uh, uh, but somewhat ridiculous plot, and you've got all these uh, characters showing up, uh, sometimes cameos, sometimes playing a longer role. And uh, Brian doesn't like it, even though my family does. Uh, so I think this is your your Mad Mad World. Hmm. I think that's a very shallow comparison. I don't think they're very comparable. So like that one is, is an out and out farce. This is a funny. Still it's a, a farce. It's a comedy, but there's some very serious moments, and there's people that die there's people that make sacrifices and there's nothing like that in it's a mad 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 world sure 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 honey so uh not even close that's my number four the grand budapest hotel all right my number four is one that's probably not going to be on your list but it's the first one that we watched this year and mm. I thought, oh, this is going to be a great year if if it, they're yeah. all like this. <laughs> uh, five star. It's all five stars and up from here. My number four starring uh, the guy who was in Passion of the Christ. Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel. Thank you. Frequency. This is the story about uh, this guy who he has uh, sort of this old shortwave radio, I think, that mm-hmm. his dad used to have. And uh, his dad died back when he was uh, younger um, on a certain night. But somehow, through the shortwave radio, he's able to communicate with his dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, his dad doesn't yet know that on this certain day, you know, uh, he's going to die. And uh, they get in... It's, I like time travel in a movie, and I really liked how this was handled. There's a mystery that they're trying to solve. There's some intense action. Uh, I just thought this was a cool, all-around cool movie. And I don't want to give out spoilers. So <laughs> uh, go watch it. Jim Caviezel, great movie. Five stars. Yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. I give it four stars. It's uh, Didn't make your list. Didn't make my list. It's a solid movie. It's a solid movie. But... Uh, uh, yeah, not as good as, as some of these that made my list. Yeah, I guess the ending was just a little too much cheese for you. Um, Yeah, uh, maybe a little bit, but uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it's I a, it was a good ending. It's a good, it's good. It's a good movie. All right. I do fine. like the father-son interaction. Yeah, yeah. And the time travel, don't forget that. Yeah, <laughs> time travel is fun. My number four, Frequency. All right. My number three 
is an animated movie, which means... Our first crossover? Uh, Honey, how can this not make your list? Wait, what was... The Iron Giant? Oh, nope. Not a crossover. You fail. An animated movie. This is possibly my favorite animated oh, movie. Right now I'm saying yeah. still okay. uh, Beauty and the Beast, I think is still my favorite. But uh, this one could definitely take that place. It's a Japanese film. It's still the uh, highest grossing film in Japan. And, uh, or maybe it's the, yeah, I think it's the highest grossing film in Japan of all time. It's called Spirited Away, which when we were growing up, we accidentally rented because we thought it was Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron and we just grabbed the wrong one and then we returned it without watching it, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which maybe was fine because I wouldn't necessarily say it's for young children in the same way that a Disney movie is. There's definitely some... There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it, but there's some... In the same way that fairy tales have some kind of scary elements, you know, Hansel and Gretel, Gretel pushing the witch into the oven. Yeah. Or the, the the big bad wolf swallowing Little Red Riding Hood and have his stomach opened. You don't tell... In the same way that you don't tell your kids the real story about the Little Mermaid. Right. Uh... Although they did, apparently, a couple hundred years ago. I know. Uh, In the same way, this one has uh, some very, very interesting visuals of, uh, like, uh, the main character. uh, So she gets trapped in this uh, fairy world. Uh, This this all happens in the first, like, ten minutes of the movie, so it's not really a big spoiler. She gets trapped in in this fairy world, and she's uh, trying to get out and get back to her family. And so there's some (laughs) things with some of the creatures that she finds that are uh, a little odd. And um, yeah, there's some other, other scenes that I could see scaring Lydia, even though we did watch all of it or most of it with her. We watched almost all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, just a really great soundtrack. Uh, the music in is agree. really good. Great soundtrack. Yeah. The, uh, the animation is great. Um, I really like how different it feels. It's very different than a Western um, American story, which is very, you know, point A to point B. And there's very, uh, like, you can, not that you can predict the plot of uh, of an American movie, but this one just feel felt really different. Uh, all of the uh, Miyazaki um movies that we've seen have some uh, interesting things you don't normally see. So like, for example, in this one and in Howl's Moving Castle and have we, have we only seen those two? Yep. Those oh, are the only okay. Two. Never mind. Uh, in both of his movies, uh, the villains end up being less villainous than they first appear. Um, you have uh, this uh, young girl who, Definitely grows as a character from being uh, just kind of a scared, whiny girl and uh, grows up a lot and, you know, finds uh, uh, courage and uh, really um, is a completely different person by the end of the movie. And so, uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed this one a lot. Uh, More than I expected, I think. And... 
Uh, I'm looking forward to watching it again at some point. I'll watch it again. <laughs> Which I don't don't um, often do. I gave it three stars. Um, it's fine. It's it's very weird. Uh, it's it definitely weird. unpredictable. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's just a weird movie. Uh, Lydia really liked it, though. She mm -hmm. still remembers Haku and, right. and talks about him. That's true. That's true. Which, at uh, three years old, pretty rare to remember a, something for that yeah, long. Yeah, especially that long ago. We watched this... Uh, around the, the middle of the year. year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it was the middle of the year. It was in June. So that's my number three. Spirited Away. Better than the Iron Giant. Huh. <laughs> no, it's not. All right, my number three. Again, another movie that came out last year. Huh. Do you want to guess? Hiding Place? I mean, A Quiet Place? <laughs> Hiding Place. <laughs> Those are a little bit different. A little bit. <laughs> yes. Five stars. <laughs> this, wow, this is one of the greatest, perhaps perhaps the greatest thriller I've ever watched. Hmm. Uh, very emotional. It follows this family uh, living in kind of this post-apocalyptic, uh, you know, setting on Earth where there are these creatures that hunt by sound. They're blind, but they can hear a pin drop from however far away. They are... You know, they have great um, auditory perception. And so they, the family has to uh, spread sand around. They've created these trails, uh, these sand trails, to get from point A to point B so that they can walk softly. They don't have doors on their house. Uh, you know, just a blanket hung up. Uh, nothing, you know, nothing that will make sound. Uh, they, they, uh, most of the movie is done through sign language and there's even actually, I think a deaf actress in mm -hmm. there. Yep. Um, and so it's a really powerful movie, um, just about this family trying to survive, uh, in this setting. And let me tell you, after watching this movie late at night, all the lights out, you will definitely be aware of every single sound <laughs> that you make. Uh, and like, <laughs> I, uh, it, it kind of made me nervous, like afterwards to make any kind of sound, you know, just, and, and I hadn't realized before how everything that we do makes sounds. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, there is a spoiler at the very beginning, uh, but I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it because that's one of the most poignant mo moments of the movie, I think. Uh, but, this is a really good thriller, uh, and it's a really good family. Well, I mean, not family movie in that sense, but mm -hmm. it's a movie about a family. Mm -hmm. um, it's clean too. Uh, I don't. I don't remember any gore. I don't. There wasn't any language. No. Uh, no inappropriate scenes. So if you're looking for something that is clean, this is this is the movie for you. Yeah, a uh, very smart movie, and starring uh, Jim Halpert from the Office, <laughs> right? Yep. Whatever his name is, John Krasinski. John Krasinski. His uh, I can never remember actors' names. Directorial debut as well. Yeah. So glad that that turned out well for him. And uh, yeah, I mean, I gave it four stars. It's my favorite movie from 2018 of the. Didn't make your list. Very few huh? that we saw. No, uh, I mean it's four stars. It's it's good, but. 
uh, there's probably uh, it would probably be in the top 20 of the movies we saw. Okay, so I guess we're at best only going to have three crossovers then. Yeah, we're running I did, out of time. I did think that the Iron Giant would make your list. Yeah. And I thought A Quiet Place would make your list too. Yeah, Iron Giant is uh, probably... Because you were pretty surprised at how good that movie mm-hmm. was too. Yeah. How much you enjoyed I think it. Iron Giant was my 15th. 15 uh, around there and uh yeah quite there, quite places yeah. top 20 there was a lot of stiff competition this year though there was there was a lot of good movies yeah so just because it didn't make his list though if i mean you can tell it, it was still a really great movie mm-hmm. and you should go check it out right my number three a quiet place all right and we've had zero crossovers we've had so far one crossover. that correct? what have we had oh have we had none i don't think so I mean, I mentioned one earlier that I'm pretty sure is your number two. Ah, yes, yes. That might be what you're thinking. <laughs> I think that is what I'm thinking. <laughs> and our number one, I'm pretty sure, is a crossover. But uh, yes. my number two is our first crossover. You mentioned it a bit ago, Blade Runner 2049. Okay. And I also didn't really care for Blade Runner the first time I saw it. But then I did go back and watch it again before uh, we saw this sequel. I watched it when I was up in Montgomery for a work trip, and I I don't know what it was, but it clicked for some some reason, and I do really like it now. It's a five star movie for mm-hmm. me. It's one of my favorites, actually. I would say, and wow. yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. The second time watching it, I really enjoyed it a lot more. What's his name off of La La Land? Um, the what's Ooh. that main character? Uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Oh, he did such a great job in this movie. Right. So that so he's not in the original, which is right, the one I was right. saying is my favorite. Uh, but yeah, Ryan Gosling is in uh, Blade Runner 2049. Wait, you're saying the original is now one of your favorites? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the original is one of my favorites. Huh. Uh, Blade Runner 2049, I think, is not as good as the original, but it might be as good as the original. Uh, but I've only seen it once, so it's hard. it's hard for me to say that. Um, but yeah, beautifully shot. The best cinematography maybe in any movie I've ever seen. And um, like you said, he's a, a an android, a replicant. And so there's a lot of um, a lot of things to think about as far as, um, you know, what it means to be human. And, um, you know, he he looks human and he he acts mostly human. And so, uh, is he, is he actually human? Is it possible for him to achieve that if he's not already? Is it possible for him to feel? Right. So there's, there's some really interesting, uh, things. It's a really good, really smart follow-up to the, to the original. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't detract at all from the original. Doesn't. Does it justice? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't do anything cheesy. Um, continues the story but forms its own completely mm. new story as well. And, oh man, there's one part in this one, I guess, uh, since we're not doing spoilers for recent movies, um, maybe I'll just tell you after, or should I should I say it uh, after the stinger or something? Or maybe just fast forward uh, 30 seconds if you don't want to. <laughs> if you don't want to hear spoilers for Blade Runner 2049, go ahead and fast forward 30 seconds. Uh, I really like the part... Where Harrison Ford says, uh, what are you to me? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. At the end. Uh, that all their part interaction is, was really good. Yeah. Yeah. But that part is one of my favorite, <laughs> favorite movie moments. Probably my favorite single moment from the year in the movies we saw. Well, I really liked the parts where, uh, so Ryan Gosling has this uh, sort of um, computer generated. Yeah. Uh, female companion or whatever yeah. and it's just a hologram kind of, kind of a girlfriend i guess yeah um yeah hologram and and you're kind of wondering like does he have feelings for her can he have feelings for her mm-hmm. uh you know but he's he's modified her and made her so personal mm-hmm. uh that she seems so real mm-hmm. and i really enjoyed those interactions as well yep yep and uh yeah ryan gosling he's got to be a i think he's an underrated actor i mean he's he's been in some uh i guess just as kind of a romantic lead in like the notebook and right and movies like that yeah right and uh maybe for that reason doesn't get as much press as right or doesn't he does i think popularly right but maybe doesn't get critically right i don't know if people think of him when they think of great actors yeah working today but i think he has been really good in all the movies we've seen. Even in the notebook, I enjoyed him. So I won't say I enjoyed him. I will say <laughs> even in the notebook, it wasn't bad because of his acting. <laughs> so yep. Uh really liked it. Really uh really good sci fi movie. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That's my number two. Alright, so that means that there are two movies, um, one of which I'm about to mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I thought for sure would make your list, and oh. only one of them is going to make it. Your number two isn't a crossover with one of the ones I already mentioned? My number two is not. It's the oh. first time. It's uh, it's Coherence. Okay. Five-star gotcha. movie. So we <laughs> okay, watched so this, this is my number one. Okay. So we just, right. we just swapped right. these. Well, I, I thought Gattaca would make your list. I do like Gattaca. That's a very clever movie. And that's I really an honorable mention. Yeah, that was. I think that was our second movie of the year too. Right yeah. after Frequency, like Frequency. And we're like, man, we're just. And then Baby Driver was our third, and we're just like, oh, it's gonna be a great year movie wise, and it was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, coherence. You want to go into this blind. You don't want to know anything mm-hmm. about the plot. We can tell you a right. little bit. It's like eight people that gather together, eight friends, mm-hmm. and they're just celebrating. You know. Getting back together, uh, old friends meeting up again. Right. And then uh, something odd happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got to try and figure out what's going on. Right. I and think you that's do- the good amount of plot. <laughs> yeah. Don't learn any more than that. Yeah. I was going to say the exact same thing. Uh, it's a little bit more, I guess, about the movie. So it's a low budget, uh, kind of an independent movie. Uh, it's... It mostly takes place in a house. Right. Uh, it's a character study, mm-hmm. uh, but there's definitely a, a great plot, and there's, uh, yeah, it's, this one it's hit a all really your favorite solid, yeah. really, really solid sci-fi movie. This is also one of my favorite movies. I want to rewatch this one because- Me too. Uh, like, can it be that good? Like, part of it maybe was because, you know, we were watching it in Montgomery- and we were watching it on a laptop with, uh, we both a were wearing headphones. We had a yeah. blanket drape over so we didn't wake up the girls. <laughs> and so it was we were in a, a hotel. kind of different, yeah. intimate setting kind right. of. 
So maybe that was part of it, but uh, man, just a really, really good movie. This is this is one of my favorite movies now. Well, I think too, like it had moments where uh, you'd be getting on later in the movie, and mm-hmm. something would happen, and you'd be like, oh, "They dropped a hint about this earlier, and yeah, now yeah, I understand." Clever. And it didn't, uh, it didn't register at the time, mm-hmm. or we were like, "What? What? That doesn't make sense." And now it's like, "Oh my goodness, mind blown!" Right. Yeah, so uh, you can go see this one. I think it's on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free. I think all it had... You can probably rent it from Amazon as well if you don't have Amazon Prime. I think the only questionable thing about it would have been... I think it probably had some language. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it does. Yeah, but there's there's no gore. uh, Pretty much no violence, I don't think. Um, No inappropriate scenes. Yeah. Yeah, So, I mean... Other than lang- in some language, uh, probably. I don't think there's... And I don't recall any language, but... Uh, yeah, maybe. there was some. Okay. Yeah. But beyond that, this is a, this is another pretty clean movie. So I would definitely recommend it. Coherence. My number two, your My number, number one. My number one. Yeah. Okay. So, wow, this that's, is your number one, huh? Yeah, yeah. Two uh, cross... Well, that... Oh, I yeah. Know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I know what your number one is. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Huh. It's... Uh, Gone with the Wind. Yes, of course. Wow. There's a reason Crazy. this is the highest grossing. There's yeah. a reason that yeah. people are still talking about this years yeah, yeah. later. And I'd heard about this, and I, uh, at one point, uh, a few years ago, I went and read the plot of the movie because, mm. you know, everybody was like, it's the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> and I read the movie, the plot, and I, I was like, oh, man, that looks like one big soap opera. And... Did, I, did, I lost all interest in it and then uh forgot the plot of the movie uh and so i went into it with fresh eyes uh finally this year we were like let's watch one you know watch some of the stuff that everybody's saying is great and so we got around to it and i was just blown away i felt it was shakespearean in that yes mm-hmm. there is mm-hmm. drama but it's such elegant it's so elegantly done so uh, yeah it's it drives the story. It's not just drama for the sake of drama. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, the people are so human. Uh, I, I've i personally felt like I could be any of those characters in the movie. You know, I, I could put myself in their shoes mm-hmm. and uh, see why they did, how they di- did, uh, the reasons for their actions. And like you said, it's... Uh, it really uh, messes with your emotions, mm-hmm. uh, especially once you become a parent. Uh, right. That's why I didn't think it would be number one for you, because there are sad moments. Yeah. Oh, no. This is this <laughs> is one of the greatest movies of all time, for sure. Huh. Oh, cool. Um, I, I think this is possibly the best acting I've ever seen in a movie. Hmm. And I'm not usually one that sits back and is like, oh, this person is doing a really good job as an mm-hmm. actor. Um, I do notice that a little bit more as I've gotten older and just, you know, uh, seen more movies and stuff, gotten a little bit little bit more of a critical eye, and that's mm-hmm. in quotation marks. But um, there are just some scenes that are so perfectly acted uh, between Scarlett O'Hara and uh, I think especially Ashley Mm-hmm. As, uh, you know, she's trying to get him to run away with her, and he's like, I can't, I have responsibilities. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
there are there are a lot of movies that after I've watched them, I go away thinking, well, now what if they had done this? Or uh, what if, you know, what if it they did this better? Or, you know, some other way. What if they had changed the plot somehow? But I would never, ever change a thing about this plot. Mm. This is, this movie is yeah. perfection. <laughs> and uh, as far, I'd, yeah, I that, don't Megan think. And mom. Yeah, I would not change <laughs> one bit. I don't think. I've seen a movie that's as perfect as this movie. Wow. Yeah. To me, this is the greatest movie of all time. Whoa. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah. that's I've never awesome. seen a better. As far as live action. Huh. Of course, the be- the greatest animated movie is Beauty and the Beast. But So, oh, you're saying Beauty and the Beast is better than Gone with the Wind? No. I'm saying they're different genres. Oh, okay. But yes, uh, again, you mentioned earlier, it's an epic and uh, I, I I like the the scope of it. Yeah, the grandeur, the majesty. It, I I felt it really captured the uh, eras so well. I just can't give this mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. praise. Go watch it. Awesome. My number one, Gone wow. with the Wind. I'm glad you like that one. So it much. swept me away. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, do you want to just run real quick through all the movies we watched, and you can give like a. We'll both give a sentence or just a quick few words. Yeah, I suppose. All right, and we'll skip it, of course, if we've already talked about it. So, Frequency, then Baby Driver. I thought it was fun. Edgar Wright Strikes Again. Yeah, that one's four and a half stars. Yeah, four and a half for me as well. Gattaca, we talked about. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Four and a half stars. Yeah, it's a fun four-star movie. Uh, The World's End was a rewatch. Yep, Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was a rewatch for me as Uh, That's right, that's right. Uh yeah, World's End. I think it, that one's better than that one gets better on rewatch. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, La La Land. Three and a half stars. Um, yeah, four stars for me. I, I felt it was a little overhyped by everybody. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's so wonderful." Oh, it it's was fine. It was a little overhyped, but it's still good. It's probably the best musical that's been made anytime recently. So props for that. Certainly better than High School Musical. <laughs> Serenity. Well, Following if you're not Firefly. if you're not a Firefly fan, Firefly fan, sure, it's probably not a great movie. But sure. for me, this was a four and a half star movie. Yeah, four stars for me. Hoosiers, oh, three stars. This was a very <laughs> middle of the road, definitely overhyped by someone dearly beloved to us. Oh, I liked it. It's probably uh, three and a half. I think it's three and a half for me. The Terminator. Oh, this is a great movie. Four stars. Uh, it's definitely held up. Like a mm. few, there's a few moments that are dated as far as mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know, the laser blasts and whatnot, but for the most part, great movie. Yeah. Three and a half stars for me. Uh, agreed. Good, good sci-fi movie still. Thor Ragnarok. Three and a half. I felt that they tried a little too hard to be mm-hmm. funny, yeah. but it, it was still enjoyable. I mean, it's, it's Taika Watiti <laughs> of what we do in the shadows and, and fly the Concords. So... You know, it was still good. Three stars. It's a a fun Marvel movie. Volunteers. Well, it had Tom (laughs) Hanks and it had John John Candy. Candy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So two and a half stars. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because it had them. Yeah, if you just take out the uh, John Candy parts, I mean, that that, that would be worth watching. (laughs) That's true. Not a good movie. Uh, The Great Muppet Caper. This is another one that I was I was blown away with how much I liked it. This oh, good. Is a four star movie is great nice. to watch with your family. That is a good family yeah. movie. 
Uh, we talked about what we do in the shadows. Tombstone. Yeah, it was good. Three and a half stars. Um, I think it's one of the best Western movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I do. I, I do like that. I like uh, uh, Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> His, uh definitely great. You're a daisy if you do. Yep. I got this one uh, on DVD for my birthday from our pastor. So thanks, pastor. Yeah. Ice Age was a rewatch for both of us. Still fun. Yeah, it's still fun. No I mean, matter how many times you watch it. <laughs> it, It's very obvious that the animation was not... Not all it could have been. Not as, not as good as Pixar. Even Pixar right, from right. that time definitely doesn't hold a candle to animation now. But, uh, but still it's, quotable. Yes. Still fun. Two and a half stars, though. Captain Iceberg ahead. We talked about Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Mm-hmm. We talked about me re-watching Blade Runner. The Rock was next. Uh, three and a half stars. Um, I thought it was a little too action heavy and fast paced. Mm. Uh, but it does have Sean Connery. Right. Yeah. Uh, three and a half stars for me. I felt about the same way as uh, The Hunt for Red October. It's uh maybe a little bit higher reputation than it deserves. But yeah, that's good. Avengers: Infinity War. Four stars. Uh, three and a half for me. Yeah. It was it was fun. Uh, it was, yeah, enjoyable. Yeah. Watching the theater. Yep. Uh, probably among the best of the marvel movies and i yeah. think i don't think the marvel movies are are great cinema by any means but this is probably but they're fun as good as you could get for uh uh, uh bringing all of those right right different characters together yeah so uh props to them for that oceans 13 i think it was a rewatch for you new for Still me fun. yeah i i've mentioned these on my oh you've never uh, seen oceans guilty 13. pleasures no i've never seen ah it was the first time. So uh, better than 12, not as good as 11, <laughs> but yeah, they're all fun. Right. It's my guilty pleasure series. Dark City rewatch. Uh, first time that we watched this, I thought this was a four and a half, five star movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's amazing. Uh, and we raved about it a couple years ago on mm-hmm, one of our movie mm-hmm. episodes. Yep. Uh, it didn't stand up as much this time. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Maybe just knowing all the plot twists, mm-hmm. but um, it's a three and a half star at okay. this point. Yeah, it's still four, four and a half for me. Uh, basically the same thing. I want to watch it a third time in a few years, and maybe it'll settle out. Maybe we had really low expectations or, or no expectations, and right. then overhyped it. Like I would have said it was a top ten of all time for me. That fish got bigger the more we told the story. And then we rewatched it, and okay, it wasn't that good. But maybe if we watch it another time, it'll it'll settle in between those. Uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. We talked about. We talked about Spirited Away and Gone with the Wind. Beauty and the Beast. We both still like. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. We both liked. A Quiet Place. Annihilation. I had gr- I expected great things mm-hmm. for this movie because it was from it's from the director of Ex Machina yep. and I think there was another movie that maybe we've seen maybe uh, not. I'm not sure. Um, but Ex Machina is a really great sci-fi mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Um, and so we got we got stoked about watching this. Uh, yep. We were gonna see it in the theaters right. and then it didn't work out. Yeah, probably for the uh, best. <laughs> yeah, because I I landed at three stars with this. Yeah, three and I, a half for me. I don't know. I felt like there was greatness in the movie, but mm. I missed it somehow. And I went and looked up online, read what other people were saying, and I just couldn't really agree with them on. Oh, here's the 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 greatness, the hmm. the brilliance behind this movie. And mm-hmm. so I was just like, uh, uh, just keep it at three stars. Yeah, I think I've heard the book is better. 
So maybe I'll read that at some point. Uh, Looper is the next one that I have. Yes. Which uh, was good. Uh, four stars. Um, you know, solid, solid sci-fi movie. Yeah, three and a half stars for me. Good, uh, it's fine. Time travel stuff. Not as good as the next one we saw, which was Coherence. Then The Big Sick. Yeah, four stars. Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, four stars. It was a, it was a funny, funny movie. Uh, Nightcrawler was next. This, I gave four stars for how interesting it is. Hmm. Wow. But I was at three and a half. I felt like I needed a bath after watching it. <laughs> Not because it was like dirty in that sense, but I just... Right. The, the main very character is a dirtbag. Yeah, uh, he is. I, I felt like I needed a bath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone made the joke, so we saw the cameraman and Nightcrawler this uh, past year. Oh, yeah. And someone made the joke that, uh, oh, I didn't realize Nightcrawler was a remake of the cameraman. <laughs> they got Buster <laughs> Keaton's character all wrong. <laughs> so, that was pretty funny. Uh, I watched We're Back, A Dinosaur's Story with Lydia. Oh, dear. And... I was surprised. That's the dinosaur movie she kept asking me. To oh show yeah, her. it probably I was is like, actually. What dinosaur? Movie? I think you. I think you're right. Actually, I watched it with her, and I didn't know what she meant by the dinosaur movie. Uh, yes, it's a woman we really liked as kids, and it's not as bad as I expected from uh, a non-Disney. I think it's a Don Bluth movie from this time period. It's it's three stars. It's actually not bad. There's some good stuff in there. Uh, then Heat. Yep, four stars. Uh, four and a half stars. Yep. Uh, I watched Blue Velvet after that, which was a, or is a David Lynch movie, The Twin Peaks guy. And uh, this one is super weird. It's supposed to be one of his least weird, and it was still really <laughs> super weird. And I didn't really think it, I didn't really like it that much. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll still watch more David Lynch. Uh, the Iron Giant was next. And then Moon. Four and a half stars. Very interesting. Yeah. Very human. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So like this and Coherence and um, Ex Machina and um, there's others in the sort of low budget sci-fi kind of genre. Takes place a lot in the same place. Right. I I wish they'd make more more of those. It was good. All right. After this one is another one that... uh, the ladies in my church wanted to get out and okay. go for a movie night. This one was a pretty much uh, slam dunk for me. It was uh, Little Women. Uh, oh, it's okay. a, a modern retelling of that story. Mm-hmm. And so basically, like, what if the Little Women, you know, were set in this day and age? Uh, they've got cell phones and mm. laptops and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I gave it four stars. I, I felt right. it set out what it wanted to do. Um, which was just do a modern take on a sweet classic and it, you know, paid proper, uh, homage to it, uh, without, you know, making it, making it silly as they, they so easily could have done. So I thought they did a good job. You never said what you thought about Mamma Mia. Oh yeah, I meant to. And then I realized we have a segment for that after the stinger or during the stinger. All right. Uh, let's see. We stopped at an American Tale. Five Will Goes West. We rewatched that with Lydia. Forgot to mark that one. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Still like it. Four stars. Oh, that's that's a, a three star movie. Well, it's got Jimmy Stewart in his last <laughs> appearance, so oh. I bumped it oh, up a star. <laughs> uh, 
then the third man then Three stars yeah five stars uh brigsby bear was next uh no you're, you're missing a few what about going postal uh i that's i guess that's a movie it's kind of a mini series it's it's always a gray area okay well what else did you have in there i put it as a movie uh three okay. and a half stars if you're a Discworld fun, yeah. fan it's fun just read the book it's like two and a half stars for me Aww, probably i enjoyed it uh i i watched meet the robinsons with lydia okay uh that one still really holds up well okay. on rewatch uh tarzan as well that one's fun hmm. on to brigsby bear uh-huh uh four stars for me very quirky i liked it this one i think was a little overhyped a friend oh, really? of ours had said uh it was his That's favorite true. movie it's joe wiggins favorite yeah. movie yeah. um i gave it three and a half stars uh, I thought it was interesting, mm-hmm. and it's a feel-good film. Uh, it is definitely quirky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Modern Times. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Another one. Okay. Watched this while you were, I think, uh, gone to the basketball game with Tim. Um, hmm. Okay. Or or maybe what, when you were in Montgomery. It's called The Lake House, and it's starring Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves. Hmm. Uh, this is not a good, a great Sandra movie. Bullock, huh? What? I know. She's, she's grown on me. Uh, <laughs> this, this is not a great movie by any means, but it does have time travel. It's, it's oh, a, yes, this a love story. Uh, she's two years in the future ahead of him. How are they going to meet? You know, uh, they're exchanging letters through this mailbox. Uh, and, uh, this was exactly what I needed and wanted when I needed it. Okay. So <laughs> I wanted a good chick flick and I was feeling lonely and I, I just wanted, I didn't want anything, you know, super great sim- cinematically or whatever that, that would just blow you away. I just wanted a nice feel good love story. And this was it, I thought. So if you like chick flicks, I think The Lake House is a pretty good one. All right. Modern Times, The Grand Budapest Hotel. It Happened One Night. Another really old movie. Oh, I forgot that one. Forgot to mention that one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, I give that three and a half to four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's got uh, Clark Gable. Clark Gable, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's good. Early rom com. Uh, The Breakfast Club. I forgot that one too. Um, Three and a half stars. Yeah. Three stars for me. I like the concept better than the execution. Yeah. Sunset Boulevard, the cameraman we talked about, Rope. Oh uh, no, this was uh, <laughs> this was a Jimmy Stewart movie. Uh, I gave it mm-hmm. three stars. It was it was pretty meh. Yeah, three and a half stars for me. Agreed. The Seventh Seal. Well, before that, I watched okay. a movie called Before We Go, and it's got uh, Chris mm, Pratt. No Pine. No Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> Is he no? Who's who's Captain America? Oh, yeah, Chris, I didn't say. Evans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big four. <laughs> the Chris's. Um, so it's it's got him and then uh, somebody else that I recognized but didn't care to look up. <laughs> um, it's, it's, again, not a great movie, but it's fine. Um, two and a half stars. I didn't like it as much as The Lake House. Hmm. Okay. The Seventh Seal. All right. This is a really good movie. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, I gave it four, maybe four and a half stars. I couldn't decide which. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably it's a four and a half. Um, I thought it was really interesting to see how people react to death. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, uh, I was, uh, I, don't, I don't remember what my rating was, but probably four or four and a half, somewhere, probably four and a half. Um, it was good. I respect it. Yeah. Wasn't a favorite. Yeah, yeah that's about <laughs> how I feel too. Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, speaking of respect it, but <laughs> don't really uh, have it as a favorite. What'd you rate this one? Two stars. Oh, wow. Uh, to quote Matt Anderson from Sci-Fi Christian, uh-huh. what the Frodo? Oh, honey. What on earth happened in this movie? <laughs> I gave it four stars. No. But yeah, it wasn't enjoyable, I guess. I'm never watching this movie again. I'd watch it again. Maybe it's what like a, a Blade Runner time. for me where I'll I'll uh, get it the second time. Watching. What a waste of time. Speaking of, Home Alone was next. <laughs> Actually, next for me was Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Uh, this I gave three stars. Uh, I think it had been overhyped. Everybody mm-hmm. was like, this is one of the greatest Marvel movies of all time. And so I, I went in expecting great things and yet not expecting because... Uh, I had watched the trailer so many times. Like every every time that a good friend of mine said, "Oh, this is such a good movie. It's one of the best Marvels." Uh, I was like, "Maybe I missed something." I'd, I'd go and rewatch the trailer, and I was like, <laughs> it's, "I'm still not really feeling any desire to, to watch it." And I had it on my Netflix watch list for a while, and I, I just like every time I browsed past it, I was like, ah, "I just I'm not feeling so it. No, no, no it? desire." Um, because I wanted to see what it, what everybody <laughs> saw in it, and I still didn't see it. Uh-huh. So, um, I think it jumped the shark a few times, um, in, in some scenes. Um, they just, they, they tried a little too hard. It got a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did, I will say it did have some cool fight scenes. And I think that's probably what pulled the wool down over everybody, over everybody's eyes. And just, you know, Wakanda, they're, they're high tech and it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's like Iron Man, but as a city, and they have armored rhinos, etc. Right. Well, I guess some people were taking it as uh, more of things around the movie, like uh, it's rare to have an all-black cast or almost all-black cast. Yeah, that's true. So uh, that's something that, no, that's neat. that people really liked. And, no, I'm not opposed to that. Right. Or uh, I guess just the picture of a, an African nation that's... Know, secretly been the the richest and the the best all along right right um is uh attractive uh so i don't know i i haven't seen it so yeah home alone and home alone 2 lost in new york we can talk about those more after the break <laughs> if you like and the lobster was the last movie we saw uh i also watched bird box uh that's right squeeze that in and i wish i had ended on that one Mm-hmm. Uh, but I gave that one four, st- four stars, another Sandra Bullock film. Uh, it's a really good thriller. I think you, I think people would enjoy it. All right. Well, whew. That was, uh. We made it. That was a bit. We saw quite a few. Not quite as much of a sprint on those. I know. On those movies as, I know. as we were planning. But, as previous years, but. Uh, there's uh, stuff that I wanted to say about those movies. I, yep. All right, so let's see who uh, who's giving the contact information on this one. It's I did me. Last time. All right, so I'm sure if you're listening to this, you saw at least one movie in 2018. It seems to be pretty common. Uh, so why don't you let us know what your favorite was from this last year? You can email us tto 
at coser.us. You can go to our website, tto.coser.us slash 102 and leave a comment. And uh, yeah, let us know what your favorite movie was. Let us know what movie we were wrong about or what movie we should have checked out in 2018. Give us a recommendation for 2019. And yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be back in a year talking about those. Our next episode, we're going to do a similar type episode, but about the books we read in 2018. And until then, I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. You've been listening to 10 to 1. All right, so let's talk about our least favorite. All right. Okay, so usually we do, I think, worst movie of the year and most hated, correct? I think we do worst and most disappointing. Okay. Like ones we had high expectations for that then were much lower than what okay, we expected. I'm going to change that to most hated. What's the difference between worst and most hated? Well, worst is just as far as being, as plot and acting and... Uh, dialogue and everything that makes a movie uh cinematography whatnot it's just it's a bad movie don't watch it most hated is it could be a good movie as far as all of that goes but i still don't like it Hmm. okay well why don't you go ahead and give us those Right, so worst movie, Mamma Mia 2. Watched that with the ladies of my church. <laughs> Everybody had seen Mamma Mia 1. I hadn't. So I went and read the plot, not impressed, about this woman who has a one-night stand with three different men on three different nights, all like boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And uh, gets pregnant from one of those stands and doesn't know who's the father. <laughs> uh, anyway... Years later, her daughter is grown up, getting married. She wants her father to walk her down the aisle. She can't. She doesn't know who's her father, so she invites all three men, etc. Spoilers for the end of the movie. At the end, she decides not to get married. Follows her mom's bad example. Great job with a movie, uh, <laughs> but it's supposed to be this all this whole. Um, I don't know. She's throwing off the shackles. She's a free spirit. I don't know. Uh, so, Mama Mia too goes into detail and depth about the mother's life that none of us cared to know about this hussy uh, (laughs) who's going around and sleeping with these men that she's just met. And uh, it's got got that character. uh, She played the waitress in Baby Driver. She was Cinderella in the live action. Lily James? Maybe. Um I like I like her. I, I I've enjoyed watching her as an actress, and and I enjoyed watching her in this movie. Yeah, Lily. James. As far as an actress goes, but uh, I wish she hadn't been in this movie because <laughs> that tar- tarnished it. Uh, just uh what an awful plot. Uh and and then it had like you know how Lord of the Rings: Return of the King has like four different endings. Um. Uh, Yep. But we don't mind it because that is one of the that's a great movie. Okay. And uh we you know, we keep on wanting more even after you think oh the movie's ending. Uh well, Mamma Mia 2 had about four different endings and I was just like, "No, no, not another one." <laughs> they kept on, you know, they dredged up something else where, you know, at first 
the daughter's trying to start up this hotel. It was her mother's dream and so forth. Uh-huh. And finally, you know, everything starts to go wrong on the day that they're opening. And then uh, eventually, you know, everything comes together at the last second. Hooray. And then you think the movie's finally over. Nope. Now she's uh, gotten married and she's going, or no, I don't know if she actually got married, but she's going, she's got had a baby um, and she's going to like christen the baby and there's this whole like um moment where the mom's ghost or spirit comes and sings with her and it's just (laughs) supposed to be this really touching moment and it just drags on and then that ends and you're like finally it's over and then there's this whole other thing that starts up after the screen goes dark that uh they all go back to the hotel and they throw in some other characters that you haven't seen the entire movie. Suddenly they show up and you're supposed to be like, oh, they're in the movie. Wonderful. And you're just mm-hmm. like, what on earth? Why, why did you do that? There's no point to them being here. And uh, by the way, this is a musical. And the the songs are just kind of in there to help fluff the movie, I suppose. Uh, I don't know. This is. This is just a bad movie. <laughs> I certainly have no desire to watch the first Mamma Mia. Sorry, mm-hmm. ladies, that I went with. This was... I was there to hang out with you girls. Uh, and otherwise, this was a waste of time. I'm not saying you ladies are a waste of time. I'm saying the movie is. Anyway, so that was... Okay. All things considered, the worst movie. What about you? Uh, worst... I guess Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, no. You yeah. liked Home Alone better than Jumanji? Yes. Oh, wow. Wow, you really hated so. this. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I mean, Aww. they're all two stars. Uh, Home Alone, Home Alone 2. Oh, bunny. And uh, Jumanji. But uh, the original Jumanji wasn't a great movie, but it was good. This one... Not good. I don't need to say anything more about it, I don't think. Uh, most disappointing for me, uh, we we also talked about Annihilation. Oh, I expected okay. uh, probably a five-star movie, and it was... Same here, yeah. I don't remember. Three, three and a half, something like that. So. Okay. Any any more that you want to do? Uh, uh, yeah, to hate on, yes, yes, yes. Upon. The last movie that yeah. we watched. Yeah. And I can't believe you didn't mention it. Well, it's two and a half uh, stars for me, no. so it's a little bit better than I bumped this one down to two stars because I hated okay. it so much. <laughs> so it's called The Lobster. Yeah. And it's critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. And we have two good friends that said it's like a four and a half, five star movie for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I had good expectations. I think Clint um, really likes it, and... I wasn't going to name them. Well, I mean, it's fine that we disagree on on what a good movie it's is. not fine. So I'm unfriending shout out, them. Shout out to Clint. <laughs> Listener. He, he doesn't have a good taste in movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, not this movie, at least. I'm sure there's some movies that you like that are okay, Clint. Anyway, anyway. moving on. <laughs> um... So the lobster, uh, the plot is that in the future, some dystopian future, uh, you have to get married. And if for some reason uh, your spouse dies or just decides they no longer love you and they run off with someone else, they divorce you, whatnot, you have 45 days in which to find another life partner 
or you get turned into an animal. And the whole push is that life is better with uh, a spouse, with a partner. Uh, you know, you're safer, you're more emotionally secure. But everybody in this movie, um, nobody shows any love whatsoever. Um, there's one character and like, you think that maybe he loves someone and he's trying. Um, but like even, even the children in this movie are, are odious. And, uh, there's, it seems like there's no love, no empathy in the, in the human race anymore. And, uh, it's maybe it's a social commentary and stuff. I mean, it, it was an original plot and it does make you think, but it's not a happy movie. I did not like it. You just come away from the movie feeling like, why did I watch that? So don't watch The Lobster. Everybody, everybody's going <laughs> to say it's a great movie. It's critically acclaimed. Don't watch it. I hated it. 